Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. This is Angie Lee from The Angie Lee Show. Hey, this is Heather Mann from Fortune Academy. Hey, this is Dave Burkus, author of the new book, Friend of a Friend. And if you want to know how to stand out to increase your inner circle. And if you want to earn your fortune. And if you want to learn a better way to network, strengthened by science, but put into practice. You should be listening to the Build Your Network. Build Your Network. Build Your Network podcast. With my good friend, Travis Chapel. Travis. Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another compilation episode here on the Build Your Network podcast. We are currently in the middle of a series about mentorship and masterminds, and I cannot wait to share all of the golden nuggets in today's episode with you all. But first, you hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show, especially in this segment. Um, if this is a new term to you, or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is, or what it does, or why you should join one, or how much they are, where you can find them, all those different types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free, so there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to freemmcourse.com slash enroll, freemmcourse.com slash enroll to grab that course. It's totally free and start that today. And now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. I cannot wait to share with you all of the awesome knowledge that these three people bring to the table. We have Angie Lee, Hither Man, and David 
Burkis. Angie is an internet marketer and has been doing this for a really long time. She has She's one of the best in the game. Her content is second to none. So if content marketing is something that resonates with you, Angie is one of the best. And then we have Heather Mann, who is a, a, a just insanely knowledgeable investor out of uh, London, England. Um, she bought hundreds of, of properties before she was even 30 years old um, out there. And now she's taken a lot of that profit and put it into the financial markets and Forex. And she trades Forex. She teaches people how to do that. She's wildly successful with it. Um, so she has so much great stuff and I highly recommend following her stuff. And then we bring on David Berkus, who is a networking extraordinaire. He wrote the book, Friend of a Friend. Um, there's so many different things in there that explain why people don't take advantage of this thing called networking to the best of their ability. And there's so much great stuff in this episode. Can't wait to share it with you all. So without further ado, here is Masterminds and Mentorship Part Number Four with Angie Lee, Hitherman, and David Burkus. It's this interesting concept that people, I've heard that from hundreds and hundreds of people when I, when I used to do masterminds, they would say, you know, I'll invest in this when I sign my first 10 clients. And I'm like, well, the mastermind is to help you sign the clients. So mm -hmm, right. <laughs> it is ironic. It is. Yeah. It's a catch 22. Like it, <laughs> it, it is difficult to be on that end of it though. When you're looking at it that way, it is difficult to pull that trigger when it is out of your comfort zone and it is the unknown, right? Cause that's the biggest thing about networking, Angie, that I have a, a hard time communicating with people is like, it's so hard to actually like really measure the ROI with numbers, like real numbers. You know what I mean? Like I can go buy a property, a piece of real estate, and I can calculate what my purchase price is, what my repairs are, what my after repair value is. And I can calculate a real ROI and know exactly how much money I'm going to make, you know, plus or minus a little bit based on estimations. But I know what that ROI is. So it's a lot easier to invest in something like that versus investing in something that's totally abstract that you can't really touch, feel, measure, or anything like that. What would you say to somebody that's sitting here right now listening to this going, yes, I want to do it so bad. I'm just so scared that I'm not going to make my money back. What would you say to them? Yeah, I think you have to realize... It's such a good question. I think you have to realize that you're never going to get to that point, that moment or that level of success, whatever that is that you deem success financially or emotionally without some sort of risk. I mean, what kind of game do people think this is? I just, I almost think that's funny sometimes when people think like, oh, I just got there by playing it safe. Money. I always love saying like the craziest people are the people who make the most money. Like you can't be sane <laughs> to make a lot of money. I don't yeah. know. I've been talking about this recently with my community and my friends. I'm like, I think you have to be a little crazy. Like they'll say to me, oh my God, your income goals are this. Like it's absolutely like insane what you think is possible. And like, yeah, you think people who make a lot of money are sane. Like right. you have to have this level of this beautiful risk and trust and naivety and like crazy silliness of this is going to work. This is going to happen because I believe in me. And if it doesn't, I know that I'll pick myself up and I'm a better person because of it. And mm -hmm. the woman that I am, because I've taken so many risks is different than the woman I'd be if not. I mean, that transformation in itself, it forced me to level up. It forced me to be afraid a little bit. It forced me to be more mature. It forced me to understand finances and risk. And I think that if I would have just played it safe the whole time, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am energetically too. I don't know if woo-woo people are listening, but I think what you put out, <laughs> you get back. You know, I think it is yeah. something of, I remember investing in my first big coach and I think it was 12K and I was terrified, almost ready to pee my pants. Like what the heck? Oh my God, I definitely didn't have that. And 
I remember signing a few clients right after that, that week. And I don't think that's by chance. I think it was me just releasing and letting go and my own economy, not holding on to my money. I mean, we know what it did to the country. So I think that it's the same concept. It's like, if you're constantly only holding on to your money, I don't think that that's safe either. And obviously the other side of the spectrum of just throwing it bottle clubs at the, at the club, is <laughs> yeah. hard either. but you know what I mean? I think holding on to it all the time, isn't going to serve you either. Money loves to circulate mm-hmm. and energetically yeah. when you like learn more about the energetics of money, I think it's important to remember that it, it loves to move and it's got to flow. It's got to flow. Yep. <laughs> this episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, you got to flow money out to flow money in. That's for sure. It's just energy. So yeah. Right, right. Exactly. That's the biggest thing though, is that people want the big results, but they're not willing to take the big actions, right? So like, it's really, really, really simple. If you think like most people think, and if you act like most people act, and if you stay safe, like most people stay safe, then guess what results you're going to get? The results that most people get, which obviously isn't the results that the 1% get. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. It's just oh like, my gosh, I love it. It's just like funny sometimes, right? It's, it's weird when you're on the other side of the mindset and you've been at that bad money mindset. Cause you realize like, Oh, it's such a different mindset and mm-hmm. mindset of just, it's more belief. It's more trust in yourself. Totally. Totally. And the kind of the unfortunate thing is that our culture and society and schooling and everything is made to make you believe the way of the 95 or 99%, whatever the situation yep. is. Oh yeah. No, they're not telling you like, think completely outside the box and believe that you can make blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Right. They're teaching exactly. you play it safe, get your 401k, get your retire, you know, get it all set just in case you never know. Mm-hmm. And now we live in this really weird time of like nothing's safe, nothing's known, nothing's guaranteed. So you might as well. Right. 
might as well just jump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like Tony Robbins was talking about, he's talking about some, there's a bank in Europe right now that's actually charging you money to hold your money there. That they're actually negative interest rates for the first time in like world history, wow. in documented history, there's negative interest rates. So like even the safe route, even like saving your money, putting it in this investment account and that retirement account and your 401k and I like even like the safe ways are now like starting to begin to crumble. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it's either, uh, I think the bottom line is, and I think that you would agree with this and you can talk into this too for a second, is that it really comes down to clarity. Like who do you want to be? Because if you want to be the big, you know, entrepreneur, the millionaire, like all this kind of stuff, then you can't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to get there by doing things that ordinary people do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. It's so funny. I was just talking to a few friends, like I said the other day, and I I think Will Smith has an amazing quote on this. And it's, if you're not thinking crazy, get ready for mediocrity or I don't know. My biggest fear is mediocrity. My biggest fear is not dreaming big. My biggest fear is someone saying, oh my God, you literally think that's possible. I mean, when I'm not doing that, what am I really doing in this game called life? I think it's meant to be abundant. You're meant to play. You're meant to stretch what you think is possible. And I'm a little crazy. Like my friends and I who live in LA and we think that way, we're like, oh my God, people, if they heard this conversation, they would think we are nuts, you know? <laughs> like, oh, we'll just do this. I'll make another million dollars. Yeah, that'd be great. And I was like, what is going on? They're like, I think we're crazy. I'm like, but I think people who think that way actually receive it. And it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not bad crazy, but it's it's good crazy. It's thinking that you're deserving of something. So opening up to what you think is possible. And I always say double it. I think what I used to think was possible was so different. And now it's just a different game that I'm playing. And I think, yeah, it's an energetics of, of realizing that you got to not always think inside the box, like, like school teaches us and like our parents teach us. Yeah. Do you think that there's a direct correlation between the amount of money that you spent on yourself versus the mindset of being okay with charging a higher amount of money for people to buy your products and services? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I invested in coaches that were only one, two K. I only wanted to charge that because I didn't feel like, who am I to put that price tag? I've never even done it myself. It kind of feels like inauthentic and it feels a little bit like a fraud. So when I wanted to charge six to 10 K, I had to hire a coach at six to 10 K. And I do believe what you put in, you get back. And so it is something where you can't, especially in the business coaching world, the life coaching world, the health coaching world, I don't think you can expect people to invest that in you if you haven't in some capacity. It really shows that you're a leader and you're drinking what you preach, you know? (laughs) Yeah, right. I think there is an importance of, of being authentic. Heather, throughout your career, I think I know the answer to this, but throughout your career, how important to you and to your success have mentorships and group mastermind settings and, and stuff like that been? Oh, wow. Yes. You do know the answer to that because I'm going to say it's huge. <laughs> and <laughs> mentors are are incredibly powerful people. I surround myself with mentors all the time. Even now, I upgrade them constantly because depending on, on your personality type and depending on how successful and how quickly you learn things and achieve things, you're going to have to keep stepping up the mentorship. I, you're, you're, I mean, I've had so many coaches I work with and eventually they've plateaued in what they can offer me. And then I go and step my game up, but that's great because it's constantly raising the bar and I wouldn't be where I am without it because we all have a subconscious ceiling on our, above our heads and you can very easily get comfortable. And that's, that's the dangerous part 
and it's not it's not unhealthy. A lot of people think that okay, you can't constantly be striving for something and never be satisfied. Technically, you are never satisfied, but it's the process you are in love with, and that's it's not a destination. It's just the constant growth that I love. So I'm always happy. So it's not that I'm unhappy and I want more. It's I love growing and I love learning, and I can only do that when I'm surrounding myself with people that are better than me, people that are going to teach me something new, and mentors that are you know have achieved it tenfold compared to me. So very important, super important. Super hypothetical here, but if you had not made some of those connections with, um, um, with some of the mentors, mentors that you've been able to spend time with, rub shoulders with, how far behind do you think you would be if you tried to just bootstrap it and do it on your own? Oh my gosh. I think I would be still probably getting nerve, uh, nervous about a house purchase, maybe my fourth house purchase, and I have 158. So I did that by the age of 26, and um, that's that. Was, I'm 35 now, so it's a long time ago. Um, I would probably still be doing very amateur stuff, very amateur. You know, I, I def- definitely don't believe in recreating the wheel yourself. It's just – futile futile exercise yeah, and there's no reason to do it <laughs> you know like i think some people feel like if you know if they get help then they didn't really do it for some reason and it just doesn't make sense to me and the reason i ask that question is because those are the kind of answers i like to get where it's just like oh pff, i don't even know you know like I, if i didn't meet the people that i met if i didn't create relationships the way that i did i, I have no idea where i would be at this point probably probably at working a nine to five or you know what i mean like doing like you said doing really amateur stuff and not playing the big league that i'm doing right now like there, with it being that important, with this idea of building relationships and networking being that important and that crucial to success, why do you think, Heather, personally, why do you think that so many people neglect to do it? Networking. Just because they are conditioned. They they probably have a job. And then just think about the environment they're in. The full eight hours at least of their day, they're sitting next to somebody who is going to tell them, oh, yeah, you know what life's all about. Let's go home, watch TV, go to the pub or go, um, you know, we, they do what everybody else. It's that mass herd mentality. It subconsciously takes over. You watch the news. I don't watch news. But it's negative. It, it stops you even wanting to step out of your house if you keep watching that stuff. So true. You know, and uh, they're watching the same stuff. They're reading the same stuff, which is all rubbish. They're, they're you know, they're probably reading tabloids. They, their life, and they boss. I mean, think about their boss is probably just is happy that they're not going to try and do something different. They're like the workforce for them or the company owner. So it's not often that they will be in the environment. That the working environment is probably the most toxic one to growth. If you want to be an entrepreneur, that is. Um, very little people will support you. Most people want to be in that comfort zone. Most people just just want to fit in. And the, the truth is, to be successful, you can't rely on fitting in because that's the number one reason you're going to fail because you've got to be different. You have to do something different or, or you'll just you'll just be the, the same as, you know, generations gone past. Do you think that's something that can be learned or do you think that's something that you're born with? The bad conditioning or? The ability to not be in the norm, the ability to, to let go of the security and go off and venture on to something that you really want to do. 
Yeah, great question. Of course it can be learned because I learned it. I was very conditioned. I came from the environment where education was everything. You just do what your, your job and your career was life. You know, that was it. Um, I learned everything from networking and that opened my eyes and my whole my whole world changed because I went to the first networking event ever. It was a property networking event in 2003 and I never looked back. I was addicted because the vibe was great and I thought, oh my God, people actually think differently here and it's so much more refreshing. I don't feel so trapped so 100% can be learned just like a dog can learn a trick you can learn and you're never too old I don't believe in that um you're never too young either which is something that most young people think they're too young and they I mean I almost felt too young when I started I was gonna say so you you when did when did you when did you have your your first transaction your, your first property 22 which is actually quite late because I went to university and um you know, so you finish at 21 and 22, I, I got four properties in the first transaction actually, but I did that at 22. And then I, I was buying houses every week since then. And it was, you know, it was something I just thought, forget it. I'm not going to wait till I'm 30. I'm going to do it all now. Yeah. But I had some conscious feeling in my head that I, I did put a ceiling on my head at around 30. And I, I thought, okay, maybe I can't, I'm too young to be too this rich. But the reason I got over that is I stopped hanging out with people my age. And yeah. um, I, I hung out with people that were in their 40s, so 20 years older than me. Right. And even now, my mentors are always way older than me um, because they've already like floated public companies or chairmen of a few public listed companies. And, you know, they're, they've done it. They make it sound easy, which is what is all, that's all you need. You right. want someone to show you it's easy. And then that fear is suddenly just, is it goes. Whereas if you talk to someone younger than you or someone very unexperienced, then you're just going to, they're going to tell you how difficult it is. They'll tell you a million reasons why you shouldn't and you can't do it. And, and, and they'll just knock your confidence completely. Oh my goodness. That's so true. When it just, it, Jim Rohn just hit the nail on the head when he said that about, you know, the, you're, you're, you're going to be the, you're going to be the five people you hang out with the most, you know, like you're, you're the average of those five people and surrounding yourself with people who have already been and done, uh, already been to the places and done the things that you want to do, um, is, is just invaluable to, to making sure that you hit that next level and that you continue to grow and you continue to push yourself. And, um, that, that's incredible. What's your go-to way to connect with somebody? It's something like that. Like, is it, do you still print off business cards and hand it to them? Or is it just like, hey, let's connect on Facebook or here's my number? Or what does that look like? It depends. I'll usually, I try and ask for their card if they've got one. I mean, if they are that Ned person, then they've definitely got one. I usually yeah. don't. <laughs> they definitely have, have one and you probably already have it in your pocket. I already yeah. have it in my <laughs> hand, right? Exactly. I usually don't have a card on me, which is actually a flaw I've learned as I'm traveling more international, a flaw I'm learning because particularly in a lot of Asian cultures, the business card is a ritual. Right. Mm -hmm. So I truthfully need to get better at having mine in particular, but I generally ask for their card. And even if they say, Hey, you know, can I have a card? I'll say, you know what? I don't have one on me, but give me one of yours and I'll shoot you an email, you know, tonight or tomorrow, et cetera. So I generally go that way of asking for their information. Everybody's got different rules on social media. And so it's, it's hard to know, like, it's hard to say, let's connect on this because this might not even be something they're on. And even if they are like Facebook for me is very much about like friends and family and people I'm comfortable seeing pictures of my kids playing in the backyard, right? It's yeah, not a place yeah. for that person I just met at the conference. For me, that's my rule yeah. and everybody else has different rules. So I'm usually trying to get their card and follow up with them and usually via email afterwards, although occasionally might go to a text message or LinkedIn or a messenger or something like that. It just depends on the relationship. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's typically my answer too. When people ask me that, it's like, you kind of just need to play about 
by ear with the person that you're connecting with. Most of the time for me, it's connecting on Facebook, especially if it's anybody that's like around the millennial generation. I typically find that people that are more baby boomers, like a little bit older, just like you said, it's the ritual, the business card. Like that's just the thing that, that you give. And, and they actually might even look at you as not being as professional because you don't have a business card. Like it's just a huge legitimacy factor that brings to the table. So I have them, I print them, I have like... I don't know, a hundred of them. Like I, I don't print off them by the thousands because I don't hand them out like candy, but I'll have a few in my pocket at an event typically in case somebody's like, hey, you have a business card? And it's like, oh, well, we can connect on Facebook. Well, I'm not on Facebook. Okay, here's a card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so much stuff that we could continue talking about here, man. I wish we had some more time, but we're coming up here to the end of the conversation. I do want to ask you about this since we've kind of touched on it here and there, sprinkled it here and there. I want to ask you more specifically about how you feel about paying for masterminds. Like basically <laughs> another way to put it is paying for friendships. Like how do you, how do you view that? How do you view that? Like what does that look like? I'll say this. I have a hard time mentally with the idea of paying for masterminds. Mm -hmm. However, I also know that masterminds require a skilled and trained facilitator. And mm -hmm. that's what you're really paying for. You know, I've been a part of masterminds that are unpaid and nobody wants to lead. I've been a part of unpaid ones where somebody was fantastic. And I've been a part of paid ones where somebody was a terrible facilitator and I thought it was a waste of money. Mm -hmm. And then ones where somebody was fantastic. So it's not, to me, it's not that you're paying for the friends. You're paying for that facilitator. And that person is good and definitely worth paying for. Yeah. And you're getting around other people who also can afford to drop that much money on it, but not also can afford to. They value connections and relationships enough in order to drop that much money on something like that. Whereas a free mastermind, I mean, you get what you pay for. You know, like if you're going to join a free mastermind, you're in a mastermind with a bunch of other people who also can afford a free mastermind, who also <laughs> value like relationships that are free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, totally. So I think that not only does everybody else get more out of you, but you get more out of everybody else because you're all like in it to win it type of a mentality. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds here on Build Your Network. They are literally what I attribute most of the new quality relationships in my life to. If this is a new term to you or you've always kind of wondered exactly what a mastermind is or what it does or how much they are, how to find one, all those types of details, you are definitely going to want to take my free mastermind course. It is everything you need to know about masterminds in just six short lessons. It's 100% free. So there's literally no reason to not at least see what it's about. Just head over to travischapel.com to grab that course and start today. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.